One of the most important things to remember is that we are on God's time. We are on God's timing. And that can be extremely frustrating and difficult when you realize that, when you understand it, that things are not going to necessarily happen when you feel they should happen because God is so great, because God is the author of time. That means that that means that God has a better understanding of time than anyone or anything. When we look at time, we see a clock and we see two hands and we see that something should manifest in 24 hours. That's how we mark time. And then we go forward to 12 months and then we go forward to 365 days when God moves forward. God moves forward in what God wants to happen. What has to come forth first before something manifests? God is not obedient to our metrics of time. Uh, and that's a beautiful thing, actually. Because when God is moving through time, God can move forward. God can move backwards. God can move in any dimension that God chooses to. The way we understand time is very finite. It's very small. It's it's like a, a, a grain of sand compared to how uh, vast and how large and how and how great God's understanding of the time he created is. And so when we're moving through our lives and things aren't happening the way we feel they should happen, or they're not happening as quickly as we think they should happen. It's because we've been conditioned to worship this idea of time. Now, pause right there. Don't get me wrong. You still have to go into work when your supervisor tells you to go into work at that time. You still have to make your appointments at the time that the world says you should make your appointments, okay? You still have to pick your kids up from school at whatever time school is over, 2.30, three o'clock, three ten. you have to be obedient to these times. We cannot simply ignore uh, the, the boundaries that the world has set because we are believers in God. We have to believe in God and know that this order that we're going through is never going to interrupt what the spirit of God has called us to do, right? Make your appointments, do the things that, that you know you have to do to keep your job. But understand that everything that God has for you, none of it will be kept from you. None of it. It does not matter if you uh, feel that something should have manifested five years ago or 10 years ago. If the spirit of God now standing on the things that we've been learning on the podcast, if the spirit of God has been telling you that something is going to happen, something is getting ready to come forward, something is going to manifest in your life, then you have to wait. You have to wait. So many times we believe that when the spirit of God is speaking to us, the spirit of God is giving us a choice. Would you like to do this? Would you like to go there? Would you like to sit here? But in all reality, when God tells us to do something, it's a command. It's a command. When God said, let there be light, the, the, the light didn't argue about coming into existence. It just came into existence. When God said, uh, let there be 
trees, let there be grass. It just came into existence. It didn't argue or dispute God. And so what is it about humanity that causes us to dispute God when God says, let there be something in our life. Let this manifest. Let you go back to school. Let you stop doing drugs. Let you move forward out of that toxic relationship. Let you move forward out of that toxic city. Go back into the city. When, when God tells you to do things, stop eating that. Go here. You can feel the spirit of God telling you to do something. So what is the difference between human life, okay, and all of the other things that God created? How is it that a tree can be more obedient to God than a human being? How is it? We have to have the faith that God knows what God is doing. We have to un we have to humble ourselves and understand that we have absolutely no idea what will manifest tomorrow. We don't even have a complete understanding of what happened in the past. I mean, come on, have you ever had a day where <laughs> you got home and you said, "I don't know what any of that was about." I, I don't know what happened today. I'm just happy to be home, happy to be in my own space and just gonna relax for the rest of the day. Have you ever had a day where you don't know what has happened? You don't know why some things happen? God never has days like that. God always knows what's going on. God always has complete understanding of the past, complete understanding of what is going on in the present, and complete understanding of what will manifest in the future. And none of it is new to God. None of it has, has not happened for God. God not only knows what is going on in the past, present, and future, but God has control of it. God has control to create the future, to wipe away sorrow, to wipe away tears, to wipe away um individuals being marginalized and individuals being pushed out. God has the power to shift and change and rearrange and move the world in whatever direction that the spirit of God wants to. And the more we focus on God and the less we focus on our agenda, our agenda, the less we focus on the dreams and the hopes and the admirations that other people have for us. You do know that other people have dreams for you. You do know that other people have hopes for you. You do know that other people have lined up things that they want for you to do. They want you to do those things. And some of these dreams and hopes and ambitions are very beautiful, but did God call you to do these things? And some of these dreams and hopes come from sincere heart people who love you, people that raised you, people that want to see you succeed and do the best that you can possibly do in this world. But are there dreams, hopes, and aspirations God-given? This is why you have to have a strong connection with God so that you won't sway to the left or to the right. And unfortunately, some of the dreams that people have for us, they're not good. Some of the hopes that people have, they're not good. There are actually people who hope you don't get married. They hope you don't get the promotion. They hope you lose your job. They hope you can't have a baby. They hope you do have a baby. They hope in things 
that will slow you down because they feel that it will make them feel better. Now, two things have to happen here. You have to hold on to God's unchanging hand and you have to realize that there is nothing in the world that God will bless somebody else with that will stop you from achieving the things that God has for you. See, once you understand that God is the giver of everything, every single thing, you don't have to hope or wish or dream negativity, poor health on anybody. And you have to be very, very careful with these people because they are very, very manipulative. They are very, very skilled in giving the illusion that they are for your success, that they are for your peace, that they are for your mental stability. They've been doing this for years, for years they've been doing this. And so you could be in an environment where you actually think you're in a room of people who are in support of your God-given journey and you're not. The same way you could be in a room where you feel that people are against you and they're not. And so you see, we need a guide through this world. Look at the world. Look at the world. Come on, look and look and see everything that is going on. If you were to turn the news on just for two minutes, you would get a rundown of the complete agony that the world is in right now, the complete chaos that the world is in right now. And the world is always going to be in an agony. They are always going to be in a chaos. But the way that you mitigate that is to make sure that you are not in agony. Make sure that you are not in chaos. And the only way I know how to do that is to hold steadfast to God's unchanging hand. You can try other things. You could try the drugs. You could try the alcohol. You could try sex. You could try uh, stacking your money up so high that it never disappears. But all of those things are fleeting. When, when a spiritual storm I'm not talking about actual storm. When a spiritual storm rushes through the world, none of that is going to hold you. So you have to hold on to something that is unchanging. And the only thing that is unchanging is God. Now, some people say, well, how, how does God do new things and do different things if God is unchanging? Well, because God is so great. Because God is so infinite, because God is so large, because God is so powerful and so brilliant, it is completely impossible for us to experience all of God in one lifetime. You could be alive for 10,000 years and you still would not have seen or experienced all of God's greatness. God's greatness is constantly coming into view. You know that it takes years and years and years and years for light from outer space to reach earth. There is a greatness that God has that has not even reached the earth yet. It's for a specific time. It's for a specific season. And this is what we have to understand. We have to continue to read the word of God. We have to. And grow in understanding how great God is. Now, when we understand how great God is, when we understand how large the spirit of God is, 
our problems become very, very small in comparison to God. To think about God. And what is time? Well, time is whatever God says it is. I'm running out of time. What do you mean you're running out of time? You're not running out of time. Time belongs to God. Time will never run out. Never run out. If you believe in the death, the burial, the resurrection, if you accept Christ as your personal savior, then, then you will never run out. You become infinity. It's life everlasting. And if God has something for you to do on this earth, it's going to happen. It can't not happen. Now, the crazy thing about all of this is that just because it's going to happen, just because it cannot be stopped, that does not mean that the evil one is not going to try to stop it. That does not mean that there are going to be people in your life who are going to try to stop the will of God from happening. Do you understand how strange that is? There are people who know, they know God exists and they are still going to try to stop you. They know that God exists. They know that the spirit of God has called you to do what it is you're doing. And they're still going to try to stop you. I don't know why. I don't know why I, I, I have no idea why someone would know God and know that God has called you and know that God has ordained you for the specific thing that you're doing. I'm not sure why they would move forward and try to stop you, but it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And for the followers of God who are listening and you're very new to the faith. The only way to build your faith is to move forward. You cannot build your faith by going backwards. You cannot build your faith by, by hiding in a corner. You cannot build your faith by, uh, discontinuing the things that you know, God has called you to do. You have to move forward and that will strengthen your faith. So when you move forward, you see that the attacks from the evil one, from whatever way it comes, it can't stop God. You will see a place where it stopped you, right? There are things in our life that stop us, but it can't stop God. And when we are stopped, God strengthens us in whatever way you're stopped. You can be stopped physically. You can be in pain. You can be stopped financially. You can be stopped in your spirit. You can be stopped on your job. You can be stopped by having so many things that you have to do that you don't even know which way to go. Life will stop you. Life will stop you from whatever direction. But when life stops you, look to God. Life, life ain't never going to slow down God. Never. Life cannot stop God. You ever seen a train? Have you ever been in front of a train when it zooms on the side of a train, when it zooms past? 
the train is coming you're you're standing there and you might be getting ready to get on the train and it hasn't stopped yet and it's zooming past you nobody nobody who is mentally okay nobody who is of sound mind would would hop in front of that train because they know that that train is going to win You, you can have the strongest arms in the world. It's not going to stop a train. And so everybody who is aware stays on the sideline. Don't get in the way of the train. And that's how God is. Everybody who knows, knows. You don't jump in front of a train. It's not going to stop. And God is the train in your life. And the only way that you're going to be able to move forward is if when the train, when the train comes up and the doors open, get on the train. That's how you get to your destination. You have to tie yourself to the greatest thing that ever existed. That's God. You want to move forward. You want to be successful. You want to be happy. You want to be at peace. Tie yourself to God. Tie yourself to God. There is nothing else in this world it, it, that's going to work. These are my. This is my opinion. This is this is factual in my life. But I want to I want to let you know that these are the things that I have experienced. So if you disagree, that's fine. But th this is what this is what I'm telling you. It works the absolute best. I would never tell you anything that I hadn't tried for myself. You know, some people sell products and and um They'll even sell you medicine to lose weight and uh, the, uh, clothing and cars. They have not tried it out. They don't know anything about it. Somewhere from some, uh, someone from somewhere has cut them a check. Yeah, yeah, I'll sell it. They don't know anything about that product. Well, I'm talking to you about the product of faith. I'm talking to you about the product of believing in God and trusting God. And I'm telling you, it works. It works. Now, it's painful at times. At times, it's painful. Because just because you understand and know God and acknowledge the existence of God, that does not mean that the rest of the world will care. They don't. The world's not going to care. But God is a covering. And all over the world, you see people getting under coverings to protect themselves. I mean, whenever you go out, you know, run your errands, you're going to see it. People will hide under their education. Oh, don't don't mess with me. Don't bother me. Don't trouble me. I'm educated. People will hide under their finances. Well, I have a lot of money. That's that's covering for me. People will hide under who their family is. Well, my, you know, my family's a big name. Don't mess with me. It's my covering their jobs and their positions at work. It's my covering the organizations that they're a part of, my covering, my covering their gifts or their talents. They can sing, they can dance, make people laugh. This is my covering. But the greatest covering, 
is the spirit of God in season and out of season. It's the only covering that can't be snatched away from you. You could lose your job. You could lose your talent. Finances could just up and disappear. So you need a real covering. The spirit of God cover you all over the world. I know there are people listening all over the world. God will cover you no matter where you are. We have to understand that the spirit of God is greater than we are. And really that will afford you a certain amount of peace. Isn't it good to have a friend who can help you? You don't have to do it all by yourself. You don't have to know it all. You don't have to fix it all. And you know, God will, God will hold you back and God will say, stay here and rest, rest for a moment. Cause in a week or so, you're going to move forward. You have another assignment. You're going to have to help some people. You're going to have to go down to this shelter and feed the homeless. You're going to have to come in here and be a supervisor and train all of these employees. They, they were trained wrong. You're going to have to come over here. You're going to have to heal the sick. You're going to have to go in this room where everybody's negative and be the positivity in the room so that people can know that negativity is not the will of God. But they've never seen positivity. So that that's that's your assignment. And so God will hold you, hold you back and say, wait. And it's very important that when God tells you to rest, you rest. We have to rest. There are seasons where we are supposed to rest, which is why don't bring anything into your life that the spirit of God said not to bring. That's why everything that comes into your life, you have to pray over it. Everything. It's very interesting. We don't pray over everything in our life, but let something be wrong with it. We'll complain. We'll complain over, <laughs> over any and everything in our life. Well, who, who washed my car? The, the guy that washed my car last time did a better job. Well, what's, what's wrong with this? The, the person that made this meal last time, it, it was hotter when it came to the table. The bread was fresher. The chairs were more comfortable. We will complain over any and everything. But we won't pray over any and everything. Complaining has been known to fix a few things. But after you complain so much, people don't want to mess with you. They get tired of being around you. Have you ever been around someone that complains 24-7? It's a spiritual bird burden. It's draining. Some people have been complaining for so long, they don't even know they're complaining. Some people have been unhappy for so long, they don't even know there's nothing to be unhappy about. They don't even know they've made it. They sur they've survived. Everything that comes into their life, even the things that they like, they complain about. The complaining only fixes a few things, but prayer fixes everything. It fixes everything. It changes everything. When you talk to God about it, God, God loves you and God cares about you. And when you talk to God about things that are hurting you or things that you wish could be different or things that you want to see in the sun, God cares and God listens to you. We will complain about something for 10 years and see no change and wake up the next day and still complain. 
Cause, cause I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something until they fix it for 10 years. We'll do it, but we will stop praying over something three days, three days after it's not manifesting. After one week tired, don't want to talk to God no more. Uh, spoiled God, not doing it the way we want it to be done. It's not happening how we thought it would happen. And just look at the things we're asking God for. What are you asking God for? Do you know what you want from God? Did you write it down? Did you, and I'm, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, writing it down on your phone. We're so attached to our phones, but a, a sheet of paper that you can hear, that you can feel a pencil that you can feel, you can hear it when you begin to write on the paper, write down the things that you want to manifest in your life. Write down the things that hurt you. Write down the things that, that you want to see changed. You want God to help you be a better person and look over that list. Look over it, pray about it. If your health permits you to do a fasting, do just a fast from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. If your health permits it. Now, you know your situation better than I do. If you can't fast food, see if you can eat your food, but just drink water from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. If you can't fast food or uh, beverage, fast your favorite television show. You don't just have to fast food. Fast something that is normally in your life every day that you enjoy. Set that aside a moment so that you can focus on God. Hear what the Spirit of God has you to say. And then when you begin to pray about it, let it go. Because it's in God's hand. Don't worry about it. And know that God heard you. God hears you when you pray. God hears everything that you say. And God hears your prayers where there are even no words. You know, God speaks more languages than anyone ever created. God is the author of language. And so there are some conversations that we've been having with God and we didn't even realize we were having a conversation. That tear that fell from your eye, that was a prayer. Hmm? Somebody said I had more than one tear fall. Hundreds of prayers falling from your eyes. God hears them. Mm -hmm. When you wipe your eyes with the tissue, that's a prayer. God speaks all languages. God looks at your heart. When you were laying down, you were depressed, couldn't get up out of bed. That was a conversation with God. It was a prayer. God hears you. God hears you. Sometimes you get to a place where you say, Lord, I can't, I can't pray. I can't. Have you ever been so spiritually bound with depression or, or sorrow where you feel like you cannot pray? God's there. God's in that moment. You know, when it says that Christ is sitting at the right hand of the father interceding for us. So those moments that you don't have words, Christ is translating for you. Mm hmm. 
God is with you more than you realize. God is more than you realize. Whatever you've been thinking God is, and I'd even challenge you again to get a sheet of paper and write down what is God to you? Where do you see God? How does God manifest? I'm, I assure you, I assure you that God is light years bigger than what you've created in your mind. And that's okay because as we get older, God should get bigger. A a lot of times it doesn't work that way. As we get older, God gets smaller in our minds, right? We, we make God small. (laughs) We, we try to make God small because of so many things that didn't manifest in our life, right? What are the dreams that you had when you were 10 years old? What are the things that you wanted to do when you were 15? A lot of them didn't happen. You ran, you ran into some people that treated you wrong. You were discriminated against. You got pushed out. You got set down. You heard somebody talking about you. They didn't, they did not even take care to whisper. (laughs) They did not even take care to whisper. You heard them. That, That slowed you up a little bit. The more it happens, you, you move forward, you're doing the best you can. And the world just knocks you, knocks you back, pushes you down. It hurts. But those are the moments that we have to make God bigger. Do not, do not let the people who have harmed you in your life, make God small in your spirit. You have to breathe. You have to breathe. Okay. And when somebody makes God small, in your spirit, in your knowing, they're taking away your breath. You have to breathe. And so you make God bigger. Well, how do you make God bigger? You make God bigger by studying the word of God. You make God bigger by, by saying affirmations. Okay. Um, Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. You say those out loud. You push out the evil. You push out the negativity. God has come that I have life and life more abundantly. You push out the evil. You push it out. You say the things you know are true. You say the prayers of the righteous availeth much. You say these things. You get you about 10 good scriptures. Write them down and say them. And, and look, on your good days, that's when you have to do your memorizing. You, you, can't, you can't go uh, looking for a, a sword and uh, and you're already in battle. You have to have your sword before the battle begins. Now, it, we're in a new age, so I have to continue to say I'm speaking spiritually. Spiritually. You have to be prepared. So don't go trying to uh, study and learn your scriptures in the middle of a bout of depression. You have to already have those in your spirit. So when you're having a good day, and you know when you're having a good day, when you wake up, you know when you wake up and it's just a good day, Start studying God's word right, right then and there. When you hear the spirit of God come into your knowing, look, I should be praying right now. I should be reading the word of God right now. I should be listening to an album that, um, uh, that inspires me spiritually right now. I should be listening to a a gospel song that I like or Christian song that I like that inspires me right now. All, All of that is happening because God is filling you up, filling you up with hope and promise and affirmations so that when you are going through those low points, you got something to hold on to. You have a a piece of God to hold, hold on to. God is so large. There are so many different angles that we can hold on to God. 
oh my God, the more I learn about God as I move forward in my life, I'm just going to have to pray because I almost can't even take how amazing God is. I almost can't even uh, spiritually be okay with knowing how great God is, with knowing what's possible. It, 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 it's, it's so... It's so exciting. It's it's so powerful that you just want everybody to know about God. Because you want them to be at peace. You want them to be safe. You want them to be happy. There are so many different angles that you can hold on to God. So many different scriptures and texts that will keep you holding on to God. That's That's how you do it. Remembering the things that the spirit of God uh, is telling you when you have a, a thought that comes into your head. And it makes you feel good and it brings you peace. Write that down. Spirit of God is talking to you. Well, you know, I should I should start this business or I should go over here and uh, I should rest today. I should rest or you know what? I should I should get up and do a little spring cleaning today. God is. God is talking to you. God will tell you, you know what, straighten up, uh, do a little bit of extra cleaning. Know your place is already clean, but do a little bit of extra cleaning. Now, you know, you don't really too much listen to that. And then two days later, a visitor shows up. Now you're scrambling to uh, uh, <laughs> get all the uh, the laundry back in the laundry basket and, and uh, clean up the floor and dust off some. No, no, no. Now we have to listen to God immediately. God tries to prepare us for things years in advance. And that just circles back around to what we're talking about. We don't want to wait. And a lot of times when we're not doing what the spirit of God is calling us to do, it makes the waiting longer because we're not growing. God is growing you. So you got to understand that you aren't, you are on God's timing. Oh my God. God bless you. Have a beautiful, beautiful uh, rest of the weekend. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Uh, as for always, peace. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow me wherever you get your podcast and share with family and friends. Also, check out my website, thepurplesoapbox.com. Goodbye.